0: Welcome to Be The Cause podcast, where we have conversations that cause health. I'm your host, Amanda Plevel, and today we're going to talk about an interesting topic, (laughs) fear, and there are so many variations of that fear. When I was in kindergarten, I remember a very traumatizing experience. We sat at round tables with a 6 to 8 kids per table <clears throat> and our teacher if we were talking or doing something naughty what would happen is she would come and put a piece of masking tape on your spot on the table and then if you were really bad she would put well, she would put your name on it first and then if she if you were really bad she'd put a check mark after it and if you were really bad she'd put another check mark after it and then you'd have to go to the principal's office and i remember one time I am not the type of person and certainly was not at at five years old. And I don't think most five-year-olds think like this, but um, they generally want to be good. They want to be seen as good. They want to be loved and they want to be supported and they want people to be kind to them. I don't think that five-year-olds generally set out to irritate a teacher and, and um, try to cause trouble and try to get to the principal's office. And it just makes me think how much misunderstanding is out there. And as an innocent five-year-old who's just trying to get through the day, with all of the anxieties and fears and worries that come up when you're separated from your family and you're around people that are supposed to, you know, take care of you. Um, In this particular situation, I was getting over an illness and I remember coughing. It was misunderstood as talking and I got the tape with my name on it. And the fact that I am in my forties talking about this experience just tells you that when a situation is not healed and it's not resolved and it leaves an indelible mark on um the the play of you know it has it has a play in the rest of your life then and i bring that story up because one of the most evidential reasons evidential burdens that we work with when people come to anmc is that sympathetic parasympathetic dysfunction and what i mean by that is we don't generally live in the parasympathetic the rest and digest state anymore we're 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 so pronounced in this stuckness of the sympathetic dominance where um, you're in a fight, flight, or freeze state. And this is this is a limitation that many come with, and it has huge burdens for our physical health. If we're constantly in that sympathetic state, you listen to some of the other podcasts and if you've been in sessions with us at the office, um, you've, you've heard this before. We talk about Sam and Patty, we gave them names. And when we're in that sympathetic, that Sam state, we're shutting down a lot of the natural, normal, reflexive, re, um, relaxive properties of the body. We're not digesting as well because that function isn't needed. If you're running from a tiger, our heart rate is elevated. We're not breathing deeply into our lungs. We're having very quick, short breaths. Um, our muscles are contracted and tight and tense. And so the the impact of all of that is how we receive our nutrients and how the rest of the organs function then and how the neurotransmitters work in the brain and our sense of mood and emotion and how our hormones respond. So it really is a cascade um, to many, many illnesses down the road. And so when we um, when we've heard, you know, stress causes illness, well, it, it there is actually a physiological reason to why that stress is impactful in a body. And. In, in our present state I, I would say that oftentimes the common limiting beliefs that come down to are I'm not worthy and fear fear can translate as anger which is a very interesting juxtaposition and and how that affects the rest of your life and your physical signs and symptoms as well and I would I would venture to say um, that it, it could be seen as a truth in uh, amongst all amongst all people that people want and need to feel understood and to feel significant. Like they have a place and a purpose here. Otherwise what's the reason for their existence. And so to feel understood gives them significance and that makes them feel important and valued and purposeful. That I believe is a basic core need of each individual to feel valued and supported. But what we do with misunderstanding or differing of opinion is not felt as just that, a different perspective or an opportunity to see things differently and the potential to grow. It's not, it's not seen as that. It's seen as an I'm better or this is good, this is bad. If we have a difference of opinion, what happens when we're in that fear state then is we take that to mean a lack of support, which means you're not worthy. That leads to a sense of feeling threatened. And what does threatening do? It threatens your very safety and survival. So you're going you're gonna to activate that sympathetic side of your nervous system. And you're going to get into a responsiveness and, a, and an action place and a defensiveness. Now, that, that reaction, that responsiveness, that energy aura around you is felt defensively by the person, by the, by the people that are around you. And so they respond defensively and that comes back to you and you're left feeling like the victim because you know yourself and you know that you're you're good you know that your intentions were good and it's and we don't realize it's okay that the other person just had a difference of opinion but when we're stuck in that sympathetic dominant state or when we've been trained to to feel that as a sign of threat then we start this cascade and it and it leads to all kinds of emotional tangles it leads to all kinds of disruptions and liabilities and and fights and arguments and lawsuits and divorces i mean the the list can just go on and on basically due to misunderstanding and so i think that um i think that the interesting part about that is a lot of people live in this state of fear of misunderstanding and fear of retaliation it's not just a fear that uh, 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 it's not just people pleasing It's not just the fear that somebody that you're going to offend somebody or the fear that you're not going to be um, supported. It's that fear that not only are you not supported, but that somebody is going to retaliate and and take action to try to hurt you. And I would just say, can we just stop doing that to each other? Can we just stop creating a culture in which this is the norm? When we make mistakes, we're more human. We don't have all of the knowledge yet. That's why we go through life, so we can have experiences. And we should have that opportunity to grow from that conflict or that discord or that disagreement or that difference of opinion and not just be punished because there was a wrong choice made or somebody got offended or um, it went against a a normal belief, whatever that, (laughs) whatever that would mean. But I think that that's something that we should consider and take in mind and that maybe the new choice thoughts can be about, we can disagree peacefully. We can have a choice thought that says people generally support me and see my good intentions. And we can also have a choice thought that says, I see people for their general goodness as well. And we can have a choice thought that says, I can understand their own instinctual threats to safety as well. And if we go into giving people the benefit of the doubt and trusting that there is a general goodness about people and that they too have a past and experiences and stories and natural instincts to protect and threats to their survival, and we'll take action on that as well. We don't have to make people victims and we don't have to be left feeling the victim in that. I think that is a key core concept of why people end up in that sympathetic state because of the state of stress that what we have labeled as people pleasing in the past, it really goes much deeper than that. But I, I, I believe very fully that a body cannot heal or at least heal fully and effectively if it does not feel safe. And in individual health and wellness and well-being and in community and in worldly health and well-being, this idea of feeling safe is one of those things that we can start actively working towards. And so I hope you join me in these new ideas and these new choice thoughts and use them for affirmations in your life and see how can you be a support to others. If you put your effort on supporting others and reducing misunderstanding in that way, knowing and trusting that that will also come back as support for yourself. This was a conversation in being the cause of health and well-being. Come back and see us soon.